are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sembrano. Host of Locked On Rays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, the number one local sports daily podcast network. You can subscribe to Locked On Rays on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and online at fanstreamsports.com. And when you get in your car, be sure to tell your smart device to play Locked On Rays. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Rays. Well, your Tampa Bay Rays lose to the Washington Nationals 5-3, to getting swept in the two-game series and falling to 28-15 and on the year, which is still the best record in the American League. Uh, Ulysses, I've got to come up front and be honest with you uh, and the listeners, for those that listened yesterday, some accountability on my part. Totally wrong about uh, Ryan Yarbrough saying that he would pitch more than five innings. Totally wrong by implying that Anibal Sanchez would blow up because he's been, quite frankly, terrible this season. None of those two things happened. In fact, the opposite happened, if you want to look at it that way. And, and you know, that's baseball, right? That's why we play the game. That's mm-hmm. why we just don't put it into an, uh, the shredder and say, okay, well, that's going to be the simulation. That's why we results. don't just run simulations for 162 and say, oh, that's our season, okay? No, you got the, the, the 26 guys, whatever, 28 guys in there in that clubhouse, and, and they work for it. So it's, it's a shame. Uh, on paper, it looked like it was a good matchup for the race. I think you can still come out with some positives. Uh, it's nice that Yarbrough got to 70 pitches or so. I think he crossed right. a 70 pitch barrier, so that's nice. Yeah, and for his next start, which coincidentally might be against these same Washington Nationals, but at the Trop. How about that? You know what's interesting? First off, with Yarbrough, is maybe there was a little bit of rust not pitching for 10, 11 days, but the cutter you, wasn't there. Yes. The cutter wasn't there at all. And if you, he's a guy that. If he gets behind in the count and then misses somewhere in the zone, he, he can't make mistakes, really. He's not a pitcher that can afford to make mistakes. He's not Snell or Glass now where, oh, I left a 97-98 fastball right down Broadway. Right. You know, Usually those guys will probably get away with it. Uh, the, the opposing batter swings and misses or fouls it off or something yep. like that or, or hits under it. But, I mean, if, if you're leaving your, your soft stuff up in the zone and you've got uh, a Nationals team, which is filled with professional, experienced hitters, they know what to do with that pitch, and I think that's ultimately what happened. And like you said, the cutter just wasn't there. I mean, what, the, the fact that the the fact that he was hitting pitcher, hitting batters was like, okay, he's a little bit off today. Yeah, I mean, he's usually like you said, he's not the guy that's going to blow you away, which means he knows how to pitch. He has to learn how to pitch, how to command all of his pitches when he's just. Not feeling that ball, especially, I mean, you, you've talked about the cutter so many times. That's the pitch for Yarbs, and it's not there. It's going to be a tough night. And even so, big picture, mm-hmm. this was a close game. Yeah. This is a close game with an ineffective Yarbrough. Yeah, he gave you two and two-thirds. That's not optimal, uh, optimal at all. But big picture, you can take some silver linings. Big picture, uh, again, hey, this is the first time that the Rays dropped back-to-back games since, remember that first awful, awful road trip, 0-5? Yes, 0-5. 
Well, that Baltimore sweep in Camden, Camden Yards was the last time they dropped back to back. So mm-hmm. again, anybody I know, <laughs> like we've said, live before, and die with the losses. The right, wins. you can't do that again. Big picture, big picture. The only thing, and and this is a tease for tomorrow's episode, is that the playoffs are looking a little bit odd, a little mm-hmm. bit weird this year, and I would like the Jays to stop winning. That's that's a thing that we're going to have to save for tomorrow and get into because there might come a point where you might actually want the Blue Jays to be losing at the hands of the Yankees, believe it or not. <laughs> there, there might be yeah. a threshold there, but we will right. dive into that stuff tomorrow. Here's another thing I'm going to throw out there. You kind of ignore the Nationals record because they've got Juan Soto back and yep. they're not a bad ball club. No. Let, they just won the World Series. Come yes, on. This is a team that knows how to come from behind and, and, and start out losing and then get back hot. We have to remember that Anibal Sanchez, Max Scherzer, and Patrick Corbin, you look at their 2020 numbers, they are not they, they are pitching worse than their career numbers indicate. So right. I think they're they're really probably going to improve. You're going to see more Sanchez starts like he did yesterday then you add soda to that component of they, they got a they got guys that can hit in there turner harrison uh eaton i mean the list sort of robo the, the list sort of goes on and on as far as the nationals could be i don't know if they're going to make the playoffs or not but they're going to be a disruptor for the rest of the season and and the rays you can't look at them lightly you've you've got to play them straight up you you can't take them lightly um so to speak what would help facing these guys like the nationals who by the way sanchez is, has been in the league for 14 years unbelievable he's a veteran pitcher has had uh i think a no hitter in his rookie year and even last year scherzer corbin and sanchez both took a no uh, the three of them took a mm-hmm. no hitter in the playoffs back to back to back nights so i mean these guys know how to pitch right so what would help that is that your two biggest bats in Brendan Lau and Austin Meadows start looking like Meadows and Lau because it's nice to know that without them, well, without Meadows the whole season, basically, because Meadows hasn't been himself the whole 2020. Right. Lau was on fire for a month and he's kind of been in a slump ever since like maybe two to three weeks. I think that's fair to say. If you have those two guys back, in the lineup producing like they can, it would be a whole different story. But they're not there. So you need to see more production from the bottom of the lineup, but you also need to wake up those guys. That's a great point you make, especially I'm not going to hammer too hard on Brandon Lau because of what he's done already. I mean, guys are going to go through slumps and adjustments and things like that. But Austin Meadows just really has not been himself all season long, especially recently. And you've got to wonder, if you're Kevin Cash, when is the point of, not necessarily benching, but maybe moving him down in the order, six, seventh, eight, taking some pressure off of him. He went over five last night with four strikeouts. And we've seen a lot of offers from him lately. He is O for his last 17 and just two yep. for his last 29. In the month of September, he is batting 074. These are Zunino numbers, is what I mean, we're talking about with Austin Meadows. Twenty in his last 29 at bats, 12 strikeouts. He's just not seeing the ball. He's being a little bit I think 
you're you're right. He might be a li- feeling that pressure to produce in the first. I think he's been e- either the first bat in the lineup or the third. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of pressure for somebody who's going, you know, one for twenty eight or yeah. one for twenty nine, whatever it is. It's a lot of pressure. So when do you move him down the lineup? I think that move is yesterday. But yes. there's another psych- psychology aspect to it, right? If you say, "Hey, buddy, I'm going to move you down." Is that more pressure to him? Like, oh, man, I'm really not producing enough. That cash, right? who always has trusted me, uh, he's going to put me down. Wasn't I the the co-MVP last year? I mean, these are so many thoughts that could happen in in Austin's head, and you you hope that they don't, but these guys are humans too. Here's another thing to remember. Now, bear with me on this. Does it seem like teams are working him away, away, away in his wheelhouse last year especially was – down and in, middle and up and in. If there was a, a breaking ball or a fastball that was in and he could turn on it, he would send it for a ride. But he is, it seems like they are working the outer half of the zone against him, particularly with the fastball. Yeah, and when he does see fastball, exactly, when he sees the fastball, which is now definitely at a lower rate than he did in 2019, it's always outside, on the outside part of the plate. He's never mm-hmm. seeing that inside. They're t- attacking him way differently, and that's what's going to happen, right? Yes. When when you put up a, a a basically a rookie year, I know he exceeded his rookie limits before 2019, but uh, essentially his full first season. That's what's going to happen. You have a year like that, people are going to okay. Well, let's study you. You're you're a danger. So mm-hmm. I'm we're gonna make sure that you don't beat us. And he hasn't beaten anybody up this whole year. That is true. And we also have to keep in mind with Meadows, I mean, even in his great 2019 season, he was streaky. He'd have a good month, bad yeah. month, good month, bad. Like, I actually went down because I, I knew this was probably going to be a talking point. Um, by the way, this season, in 125 plate appearances, he's batting 202, uh, slash line of 202, 288, 646, three home runs, nine RBIs, and 40 strikeouts. But last season, April batted 383, May 356, June 206, July 280, August 221, September 378. I feel like over the course of a 162 game season, I mean, he is reeling right now, but I think that he would have the benefit of being able to figure it out. Right now, looking at it, his 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 2020 numbers are not going to look good. It is not well, going to look good. What you've basically said is that this whole month of baseball that he's seen in 2020 is equal to his worst year in 2019. Right. I mean, what are the odds that, you know, so you, you still have three more weeks. Yes. So you would hope that those three more weeks are a little bit more resembling April, May, September, uh, Austin Meadows than June and, and, and August. But look, man, I'll take August right now because uh, – of 2019 for Austin because he just doesn't have it right now at all. Uh, any other positives from this game? I, we saw a lot of bunting from both sides. I mean, that, small that was, ball. Hey, National small ball Park, manufacturing huh? runs. That's what the Nationals can do that. It yes. works multiple times. It worked. I, I just love the. I will never get tired of seeing nope. Manny Margot successfully lay down a bunt with two outs and then steal second base and then steal second. easily. Oh, I mean, don't you just love that type of baseball? I, I mean, that's it. just skillful. He's just showing skills on skills. Analytic Again, nerds, shut it. The bunt <laughs> works when teams it, know how to do it correctly. When you know how to do it correctly and you have the skills to do it, do it. 
I, I just don't becomes, understand yeah, that. It also becomes something where if you're telling, if it becomes a league-wide thing where nobody is doing it, you can get an edge there by doing it because nobody expects it, and you can kind of get that little extra advantage or bump. Because, wait, why are they bunting? They shouldn't be bunting. Like exactly. it's almost like you. It, it, it's almost like now it's gotten to the point of uh, you. You should play some teams or some hitters straight up because like. I'm not being shifted. What? What do I do here? What, exactly. What's the situation? When you're the outlier in a situation, you are going to get some advantages due to being the outlier. And that's what happened in 2010, 2011, when the race started shifting everybody uh, to, to Poppy and everybody. Th- look at the spray charts. And it worked, right? And then now everybody's been doing the same thing. But when everybody conforms to one single thing, then it becomes a little bit easier to get out of the norm and then take that advantage. Yes. Okay, it is time for a highly, highly important discussion. We have to finalize a nickname for Randy Arazarena. We'll discuss that. But first, we've got to tell you about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever. The improved Built Bar is even more delicious than ever. They've got 18 amazing flavors, including six new flavors. Caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. Here's what you need to know. Built Bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew. They're great for the health-conscious guy or lady. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. They're low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber. Great for the keto diet, by the way. Um, looking at, at the coconut almond, for example, you're going to get 18 grams protein, just 180 calories, just 5 grams sugar, and just 5 grams net carbs. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code Locked On, and then I'll get you $10 off your next order. Again, use promo code Locked On for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. They also have a free cooler available with purchased while supplies last. So be sure to check that out all at BuiltBar.com. Kevin, so although I have loved the unicorn as a nickname option, it might have to be retired due to the (sighs) poll that we put up yesterday with a little bit um, less than two hours left for the polls to close between the three options, the Unicorn, the Raz, and the Cuban Rocket, it's not looking good for the Unicorn. I just, I just think people don't get it. The Unicorn, it's rare. You barely see it. Randy Rosarina is a rare player. Unicorn can do anything and everything. That's Randy, although he dropped that ball in, in left field last night or didn't catch it, uh, a, a routine play there. But I will, I will submit to either the Raz or the Cuban Rocket uh, who came up with those, by the way? The Raz was our buddy Carlos. The Raz was Carlos, and Juan Toribio uh, came up with the Cuban rocket. So I don't know, but conspiracy theory here. I think Juan Toribio saw this tweet, this poll, and he got his troops out there, and he got him uh, voted as the Cuban rocket. That's my conspiracy theory of today. I, I would have thought that people, Rays fans particularly, would vote against the Cuban rocket because it's too similar to the Cuban missile. Yep. Araldus Chapman, who is not necessarily an ally of said Reyes fan, yeah. but it is a punchy nickname. It is a pretty good nickname. 
and has an emoji attached to it. Pretty that good. That is true. Um, yeah. We've also, I mean, this this thing has just taken off. Matt Germain on Twitter uh, wants to call Arazarena Habanero. Randy Habanero Arazarena. He notes people from Havana are called habaneros, and it doubles as one of the hottest peppers we use. So works on both sides. And then Sweet and Lao season goes with a Roz, like a Rod, but a Roz. I mean, look, this is what's going to happen. This is impromptu, but seeing as the Cuban Rocket might win this poll, I am sorry, Kevin. I am sorry, Carlos. We'll retire both the Unicorn and the Raz from the running, and now we'll put up the Cuban Rocket against a Raz, and we'll put it against Habanero. And okay. let's see which one of these three gets the final crown. I Can- don't know, but the Habanero sounds pretty good. Yes, it does. Let me say this. Can I sneak in a fourth choice here? You may. A fourth option because, okay, okay, I will officially retire the unicorn, but I've got a couple others. And let me give you some background on Randy Rosarina per Mark Topkin. When he tested positive for COVID-19, Randy was stuck in a St. Pete apartment for a month. He learned to cook. He improved his diet with chicken and rice. He did 300 push-ups a day and put on 15 pounds of muscle to get up to 197 pounds. With all that information, I'm going to introduce a handful of other alternate nicknames. Okay. And I will let you I will let you pick the one you think might have the best shot or the one you like Hit and me. we can put it as the fourth choice. One, push-up king. <laughs> okay. It'll play off the Tiger King if you will. Arroz con pollo. Oh, we're gonna, we're gonna. Okay, everybody, repeat after me. Arroz. I can't do it. Too gringo. Arroz. Too blanco. Arroz. Can't do it. <laughs> uh, I, I don't even want to embarrass myself. Ah, uh, double arroz. arroz. <laughs> you can it do is. it, buddy. I, I, uh, I trust in you. Chef Randy, he's cooking. Oh. Chef Randy, he's cooking on the field he's and cooking. cooking in his kitchen. Okay, okay. I see what you're um, doing. A couple other ones. I don't know if these are as good. Rambo Randy, Running Randy, Randy the Savage, Playoff Randy he, Savage. I don't okay. know. This is pretty good. Did, how long did these take you? Uh, like two minutes. I just, just wow. yeah, I, I did not put much Marketing thought into brain. them. Marketing brain. Yeah. Yeah. Again, I, I'm, we, we are idea men. We just throw <laughs> things out and hope it sticks to the wall. This is pretty good. Look, I, I still like habanero because of the double entendre, but man, arroz con pollo is pretty good because it is similar to arrozarena. Yes. By the way, I, I just like the arrozarena when people say arena. Where's the re come from? It's I don't. Le. I don't say that right. No, you don't. Who says that? Is it is it Dwayne? Is it B A? Is it somebody on the radio? I'm not gonna. Uh, I'm not gonna point fingers here, but everybody who's listening, they know. Does he have a mustache? Does he have a goatee? <laughs> I'm just saying, a Rosarina is not is not that at all. No, please. If you want to find out the who is whoever is pronouncing Randy's name incorrectly, and you want to find out, direct message Ulysses on Twitter at Zambrano Ulysses, and you can find the answer. So yes. it looks like so we've got kind of a final final <sighs> countdown here, final round. A Roz Habanero. Uh, the Cuban Rocket, and you're gonna pick arroz con pollo. I th- 
Uh, or the push-up king's pretty good, but that, that's Sue Ozzy Timmons, you know? Could we do... Yeah, that's true as well. That is also true. Could we... Or Chef Randy? Chef because Randy's that ties in that ties in his cooking ability on the yep. field and in the kitchen. And he's Cuban. Everybody knows about Cuban cuisine. I'm telling it's delicious. you. Delicious. Arroz con pollo is part of the cuisine. How about this? Think, I'll, let you, th- I'll let you marinate on it before okay. you put the poll up. Sounds marinate good. on it before you put the poll up. I will <laughs> say on Twitter, uh, A-Roz got some positive love from uh, several several listeners and several Twitter commenters. So That's surprising to me. That's surprising to me. Because I'm, of the A-Rod thing. Yeah, because I, I'm thinking every time, you know, I, lo- I really enjoyed having Luke Scott uh, uh, you know, his grits, his, you know, whatever other adjective you want to attach to Luke. But I always hated the fact that race fans adopted the Luke when he right. got a hit or something. Because it was so like Boston, you know, so Boston fan of of us right. to say, you know, the Euclid thing. I, I hate when we take things from Boston, from New York. So, a Rod, A Roz, I'm I get not a that. fan of it. It's it's interesting though because again, people are voting for the Cuban rocket, and that's so similar to the Cuban missile. Oh, there you and go. then I think people like what's familiar to them because wasn't Adrian True. Gonzalez Agons or somebody yeah. was? There's Agon been a lot too. of A dash yeah. things going on. It's very easy. Um, but I don't hate it. I, I get what you're saying with that. Look, I think any of these selections will do. And we so. will, whoever wins, we will do our best to use that nickname and give shout That's outs right. to whoever wins uh, the nickname poll with that. Very good. Um, I don't, I don't want to be mean, but I've got to throw this in there. Um, your boy, Jose Oof. Martinez, was optioned to the Cubs alternate site. <sighs> I know. Yesterday. I'm sad. People just don't trust career numbers. It's, it's unbelievable. And you know what? This is also on him, if we want to put it. Bro. It's awesome you can hit, but it it's a different type of ball game right now. You need to have three, four gloves in your repertoire, even if you do them like so-so. You know, Yoshi's out there, you know, stabbing Yoshi balls at third it. base. I mean, he does what he can. Uh, and, he makes and, stops. And left field, you know, like he he's doing what he needs to do. You and maybe he's too lanky, too I t- think that's what tall. it is. Yeah, you can't you he's can't pretty really, tall. it's tough to play first because if you're that tall, again, I'm not that tall, but speaking from an experience of playing first base, don't throw the ball low. And a lot of a lot of raised players, Adamas, whoever's playing third, and and G-Man has to stretch out, pretty right. much do the splits to to get that ball. And that is something that Cavacito is not going to do. And same thing for it's tough to have that quickness and and turning around on a dime when you're six foot seven. Right. You can maybe run straight away, but when it's quick movements and, and things like that, it's just too tough. It, you got to be better. You, you got, if he was six foot two, then yeah, that it might be a different, which I think Choi is six, two, right? I think Choi six, two or six, one, something yeah. like that. But you know, that that's what happens. You have to be good on both sides of the field. I still believe that he is a good hitter. He's a good major league hitter. Right. He has proven himself to be a good major league hitter. Uh, but you gotta, you gotta do something with a glove. I might be winning this prop bet. He is batting 198. It all depends. If they call him up, maybe with a My week and goodness. a half left in the season, yeah. he goes he off. Goes off. And he might yeah. cross that 250 mark. There we go. Oh, boy. Oh and boy. maybe it's, I know that they had 
made some kind of statement about it's it's really just to try to get him at bats and get his timing on. And it's it's tough. It's in this quirky season, you've already got to go to another part of the country and in another league on short notice. It's it, to wake up and hit is not an easy thing to do, especially even with a guy of his pedigree. Yeah. So yeah, I really want to win that dang um, prop bet, and we yeah. also should do a prop bet update uh, pretty soon here. Yeah, one of these days. The the prop bets, I mean, it, it might take like half the offseason to get through all the ones <laughs> we've introduced. And there might I think there there's definitely one that has already been decided. And that is the Orioles, I believe. At least one. They because they have are now at twenty wins. And they're I they're now at twenty win. wins. So we were both wrong on that yeah. one. They won more than twenty games. Yeah. They could legitimately make the playoffs, believe it or not. But we will save that discussion for tomorrow uh if you're interested in advertising with the locked on rays podcast and promoting your business or organization email us at locked on at gmail.com or just text the word advertising to 33773 very simple all right that wraps up this edition of locked on rays tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of locked on mlb hope you all have a wonderful day stay safe and we'll talk to you tomorrow <laughs>